Jesus. There's so much faith in the room. And I really regret leaving my tissue on the floor. <laughs> I'm not normally a crier, but... As we were singing that, yeah, that was a bit extra, wasn't it? As we were singing that, I put my faith in Jesus, my anchor to the ground, my hope and firm foundation. He will never let me down. Amen. Yes. Amen. Because, you know, people will let you down. And lots of us put our faith in people. But they will fail. I'm sorry, I'm not coming here to share. My message is actually really encouraging. <laughs> and I was really encouraged by Pastor John's encouragement of me. Which was, thank you. But people will let you down. They won't give you the encouragement you're expecting or wanting or needing. They won't do what they say they do. They won't be there. But Jesus will. Our God will supply all our needs according to our, His riches and glory. Our God will fill our cup. Our God will remain through every season of life and we might not feel it. We might not think it or believe it, but that doesn't change Him. So before I get into what I've actually prepared, I just ask you all to close your eyes might be foreign, but just trust me, go with me. And just become really aware of the presence of God here in this room. Because this experience, for want of a better word, this reality that God is near to you, does not change with your circumstances. It does not change based on where you are physically, where you are financially, where you are mental health wise. God is near to you. So Heavenly Father, as we dig a bit into your word this morning, I just thank You that You are the same yesterday, today and forever. God, that You are the beginning and the end, the Alpha, the Omega. God, You are our comforter, our healer, our provider, our best friend, our biggest advocate, our biggest encourager, our biggest corrector. But overall, You just love us so much and You want us to be near You and know Your nearness. So God, I pray over every person standing here that You will meet them where they're at. You will give them that encouragement that they need today. And that we'll be able to walk out of here later on with just something fresh to inspire us, encourage us for the rest of the week and thereafter. And everyone said, Amen. Why don't you turn to your neighbour and give them some sort of encouragement, whatever comes to mind. This is practice for the 
What's coming? Worship team. Ah, thank you. You can sit down. You can be released. Why don't we give the worship team a hand? Ah, so beautiful. So beautiful. All right. Let's get into it. All right. Thank you, everyone. It's so good to be here. I was, as I was preparing this, I was reflecting that this is a real privilege to get up here and share the Word of God with you. Um, a little bit about me. I'm a, an occupational therapist. Um, I currently am working in a management role in a hospital, which is just like, oh, what the heck? Why? Um, but as part of that, I get the opportunity to go to lots of professional development. I get to go to various um, meetings and things, and there's often invited guests coming to share. And I was comparing that with this opportunity, and I'm not, like, qualified to be here, other than I love God and I love his people. Um, but Pastor Bruce has invited me to share something with you because he believes that what I've got to say will help you or encourage you or inspire you. So I just want to honour Pastor Bruce and Julie for giving, and by extension Pastor John and Emma, for giving randos like me the opportunity to get up here and share something a bit different and have a voice in your world. So um, yeah, that's, that's the preamble. Let's get into it. A little bit more about me. I'm a wife. Um, I'm married to Shane, who just blessed us with his dulcet tones a moment ago. Um, I'm a mum, and just to get it out the way so that no one's distracted, I'm a mum of two children. Um, just so everyone, you're not like, oh, is she, isn't she? Yes, we've got one on the way. So very, praise Jesus, very exciting. Um, and like I said, I'm totally uncredentialed to be here, but so honoured and privileged. And I'd, my prayer for you is that this message brings you a little bit closer or a little bit more interested or wondering about what a deeper relationship with Jesus could be like. So this has been a great series. The, what, we're pre, what I'm preaching around this morning is around our annual theme, annual theme, oh, I'm such a hospital person, um, of <laughs> sent to build community. And the theme for the month no, sorry, Scent is the theme for the year, to build community is the month, and today I'm sharing about caring, which is kind of ironic because I'm a healthcare worker, right? But I just want to um, throw back to the, the month. We've had a really awesome series, so Pastor Bruce kicked us off with um, talking about build community through friends and taking risks and what that looks like, because any relationship is a risk, right? Um, I was going to say Pastor Tim, basically. Tim Scott, um, I genuinely considered just replaying his message this morning because it was so wonderful and powerful. He shared an awesome message around marriage, however, that extended out to any kind of relationship because if you're sitting here in the room and you've ever interacted with another person, you have had a relationship. Um, and talking about submitting... Um, and just like how that can be a bit of a dirty word, but it's actually so powerful um, to unpack and deepen our relationships with each other. And then Pastor John last week talked about parenting and the support um, that we can provide to each other, regardless of if we're biological parents. Um, and then wrapping it all up for the month, caring, caring. So let's get into the word, shall we? We're going to, if you've got your Bibles, turn it to John chapter 13. Or if you've got your phone and you're just like, boop, 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 boop. 
virtually turn it to John chapter 13. Definitely 13, right, Mason? I had the wrong one. (laughs) Yes, good. Verse 34 and 35. It's a quickie but a goodie. And you might know it. So a new command I give you. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So that's basically the crux of my message this morning. I could probably just sit down and go home, but I won't because you, you, you come for more. But the, the biblical expression of caring is loving one another. And more than just love for those we're connecting with, those we're reaching out to, but our love for each other in the family and the house of God. And this was really, this has been really like weighing on me over the last few weeks. And I've been thinking about it and pondering how much love do we show for each other, for our family in this room? And even you think about family and we talk about it a lot, like the different aspects of family, like um we often speak of the church as the extended family, like it's a big family gathering at Christmas or whatever, um, where there's always the weird uncles who you try to avoid or the cousins who you don't really like, like but you're obligated to talk to them because they're your same age and you're like, I've never really seen them, but oh, how are you going? How's work? Um, and, the, and, and you've got those kind of mutual experiences growing up and the fun things that you did. Um, or... Maybe there's the great aunt who's just there because she's your grandpa's half-sister and no one really wants to get talking to her because, like, like she's got all the chin hairs and you're like, where do I even look? You know, there's all... there's Families are complicated and weird. Jessie's clearly got someone with a chin hair. All right. (laughs) Just just waving me down. Um, This is the picture we often paint of a church family or a work family or whatever your context is. But I want us to flip our perspective on that because it's really not the picture that Jesus paints of community. It's not the picture of, oh, we just tolerate that person because they're here or we just, like, like, no one wants to get caught in a conversation with so-and-so because it's a bit awkward. Actually, that's not the picture that Jesus paints of this community of believers, Coming back to John 13, Jesus says pretty plainly that it's our love for one another. Say love. Love. Say it like you mean it, love. (laughs) Okay, no, that's not the right kind of love, but we'll just, just, you'll remember it, right? Uh, It's our love for each other that makes us known as his followers. Not our service of the house or our attendance record at prayer meetings. And I'm not saying that these things are bad. These things are really good expressions of our love. Or how willing we are to skip Sunday bottomless brunch with our work colleagues because we've got church. These things show our commitment and priority. But what really shows us off and what really shows our love for each other, uh, sorry, what really shows us as his disciples is our love for each other. So I want to challenge us this morning. How much are we loving the aspects of church and aspects of gathering and what that does to fill our cup versus how much we're actually loving each other? I'm just going to leave that one with you, okay? So like I said, this has been something that's really been weighing on me over the past few weeks. And I've constantly been asking Jesus, what are you teaching me in this? I was reflecting on when I first started coming to this church. So I've grown up in church. I um, 
went to a Luther, well, not little, it was a pretty big Lutheran church actually in Lobethal um, when I was a young child. Um, and then in high school, I met this boy um, and he brought me along to like youth and stuff. And I, you know, just started coming here. But I started coming um, as the girlfriend of Shane, right? And I was probably 16-ish. Um, and it's an interesting thing to be a new kid on the block. But, and I was for so long... I felt that I was just Shane's girlfriend. And that's not necessarily a reflection on anything, but that's just was my self-assessment of myself. And it took some time for me to knit in and not only feel, and this is where feelings is a little bit dodgy to go on as a measurement, right? It took me a while to feel like part of the family, but the reality is I was. And then as I started to love people, as I started to build those relationships and as, other, as there was effort from day one to pull me in, I remember Pastor Emma invited me along to, to serve at youth and I was like, I've been here for five seconds, but sure, that sounds great. Um, but like those opportunities to rub shoulders with each other, to show love and receive love is what needed me in. And maybe that's you this morning. Maybe you're sitting here feeling like I'm just the optional extra. I'm just the, I'm so-and-so's partner or I'm just the weird aunt that just always comes because it's all I've done. I want you to think and catch those thoughts and think, who does God say I am? And what love am I, have I got to give? Because everybody has got so much love to give because he first loved us. So what does love for one another look like? Love is kind of a bit of a buzzword and that means a lot of things, but also kind of has been easily misconstrued into lots of things as well. So let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 to 8. Now, this one was one of our, guess what, wedding verses. Um, and <laughs> mm-hmm, everyone who's been married is like, mm-hmm, me too, me too. Um, but, and we didn't ask for it, but Pastor Bruce, um, he officiated our wedding and he gave the message on the day. And I remember it clear as day. It was five and a half years ago. Um, but let me read the scripture. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. And Pastor Bruce's message that he shared five and a half years ago, which I remember playing his day, was that love In that scripture, there is a lot of things that is, love is not. But the things that love is, is patient, kind, rejoices in truth. It always protects, always hopes, always trusts, and always perseveres. And if you're sitting here this morning being like, how do I love people? That's so ambiguous. These are the things that we do to show love for one another. We are patient. We are kind. I'm not always patient. Let me just say that. <laughs> but we, we, that's the direction we're pointing. There's nothing that can disqualify us from being a follower of Jesus, but we're always pointing in that right direction. We rejoice in the truth. We don't get excited about gossip. We always protect. We always hope. Look for the best in things. We trust, we persevere. 
Now, can I share a couple examples from my own recent life around love in action? I hope that's okay. No one said yes, but oh, I've got the microphone. <laughs> um, so for those of you who don't know, my husband Shane is in a, he's like, oh gosh, why are you sharing this example? No, my husband Shane is in a band and they play rock music. It's really cool. And Matt, who's not here this morning, he's also in the same band. And they had a gig the other week and Spencer, my 18 months old first, first concert. It was very exciting. Um, but we rocked up at this gig a little bit later and like, you know, you kind of look across the crowd and whatever you oh, you got your family, you got your regular people. And Brett Raven was there. And so Brett's an awesome guy in our church. You're like, oh my gosh. And I was like, this is so cool. Like, I didn't, what? But that is, Brett, I'm just going to say, that encouraged me so much because that shows interest, care, love for our family. We, if it weren't for church, we might not have ever met Brett. And this isn't a plug for the band, although they're really good. Um, But it's actually, if someone were to ask me, oh, who's that guy over there? I'd be like, that's Brett. We go to church with him. He's part of our church family. And that is love in action that shows us as a community of believers loving one another. Other things that I can think of recently is... Obviously, we've had a little one and the amount of times that people from this church family have reached out to offer to look after him, reach out to provide us a meal just randomly. And those things often happen when you're like super new mum, like home from hospital. But the things that actually speak so loudly is the like recent times where you kind of, you're like, oh, everyone thinks that I've got this under control, but actually, oh, it's like even harder now because he can walk around you. I'm getting some nods. You're like, yeah. It's... And then you just get a random, uh, random person be like, can I give you a meal? And I'm just like, yes, that's so lovely. Thank you. But the love in action and you don't have to be um, super like skilled. It's trusting that instinct inside of you because that is the Holy Spirit. Each one of us as a believer has been filled with the Holy Spirit and he gives us promptings and urgings and it's our job not to be the most creative, inspiring, like I can see a need and I can meet a need. It's just to trust those little urgings and say, you know, your hair looks really cool and you, Shana, have a beautiful smile and it's always encouraging of me and we can sometimes listen to that, that prayer that Pastor John said about turning our head off and letting our heart go. That prayer was for me this morning, which is probably why I was like, oh, Holy Spirit, you know what I need. Um, But it's those urgings and those listening to his voice in every situation that starts here, but it does by no means stay here. Love for one another. I want to encourage you this week. If you see someone in this room in the, in the shops, don't go down the next aisle. You don't have to stay for a six-hour conversation, but just say, enjoy your corn that you just bought. You know, little things like that. <laughs> Romans 14, and I won't read through the whole thing, but the, um, the crux of the chapter is about having wisdom and being more aware of those around you than your own needs and preferences. Now, that's not to say that what you need is invalid, but my Bible says that my God will supply all my needs and I don't have to chase that for myself. And that in looking to the needs of others, I will be blessed. And that's not why I do it, but it's a confidence that I have that I will never be robbed of, um, of anything if I'm putting someone else above myself. 
losing the argument to win the relationship. You might have heard that many a time before. But it's something that I have to stop myself and remind myself that I have got such great things to say and I'm not very good at this all the time, just FYI. I've got a really great formulated argument and I can tell you what's going on, but actually stopping having wisdom, meeting the needs and loving those around us is what speaks loudly as as followers of Christ. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 to 8. I love this one. Sorry, my phone just closed, which has got my Bible on it. When you do things, now we've got the NIV up here, but I'm just reading from a different version, my favourite, the International Children's Bible, just so you know, don't freak out. When you do things, do not let selfishness or pride be your guide. Be humble and give more honour to others than to yourselves. Do not be interested in your own life, but be interested in the lives of others. In your lives, you must think and act like Christ Jesus. Christ himself was like God in everything. He was equal with God, but he did not think that being equal with God was something to be held onto. He gave up his place with God and made himself nothing. He was born a man and became like a servant. And when he was living as a man, he humbled himself and was fully obedient to God. He obeyed even when that caused his death, death on a cross. Being Christ-like is being obedient and showing love in all circumstances. And trust me, I am the first to admit that there are circumstances where I, it is so much easier just to be bitey and irritable. And there are some things that, you know, we are living on this side of eternity. So there are some things that we actually don't have control over entirely. But like I said, we are pointing in the direction of Jesus. So yes, we might slip and fall. Yes, occasionally we might put our own needs ahead of others, which is forgivable offence. It's fine, right? But pointing towards Christ, thinking of others above ourselves, loving in all circumstances is the call of, the, of, of us as a family of believers. Love is what holds us in unity. Corinthians 3, 12 to 17. Love is what holds us together on in unity, not serving on a roster together, not having the same interests, but love. Because there are lots of people that I don't have any similar interests to, but in this family and in this community, I, I love them. And looking out, I love them as well because that is the call of Christ and that is what Jesus has done in my heart, right? It's not something that I have practiced and worked at. It's something that as I grow closer to him, he expands my heart to love others. I'm going to read that scripture from Colossians because it's where I want to to land this morning. So if the band wants to come and join me. Colossians 3, verse 12 to 17. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, 
humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other. Whoa, bear with each other. And forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Can I just say, forgiving someone is one of the most powerful things you can do for the health of your own heart. Don't wait for someone to say sorry. Forgive and you will be set free. Forgive as the Lord forgave you and over all these virtues put on love, which binds us together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart since as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell amongst you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Clothe yourself with these things. Don't just leave them in the closet. Don't just leave them as that, oh, that's that special thing that I'll wear on that special occasion and then lo and behold, you never get the opportunity. Clothe yourself, put on love every day. Never hide your love away. Don't save love for a special day. <laughs> Clothe yourself in these things. Now, as we've kind of gone through this little journey this, together this morning, I mean, you need to just take a moment to reflect. Today, where are you in this family, this family of believers, our church family? Maybe you are a biological child biologically, you weren't born of a house, but theoretically. Maybe you're a partner of one of the sons or daughters. Maybe you're an invited friend. Maybe you're the weird auntie and you're sitting here thinking, how does that look for me? And how can I shift from that? Maybe you're the person that avoids the weird auntie and you're like, how does that look for me? How can I shift from that? Maybe you're the apathetic cousin who doesn't really want to be here, but it's the thing that your mum really expects of you. While we're sitting here and reflecting on that, I just invite you to close your eyes and just allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you in this moment. Now, as I mentioned at the very start, I work in health. And something we often hear in a health setting is the word commission. And a commission is a directive, an instruction or a command that is given. And we've all heard of recent royal commissions into things, various issues. And when we have a royal commission, it gets traction people drop everything immediately to meet the recommendations and all the resources goes into that. Which reminds me of the Great Commission, the Heavenly Commission that Jesus gave us. Is that something that we're dropping everything into and putting our resources? 
The heavenly commission that Jesus gave us was the new command to love one another, followed by go and make disciples. So love here that grows out. Our ability to build His church and reach those who need Him most will always be dependent on our willingness to love each other. So as we sit here with our eyes closed this morning, I wanna give us, leave us with the heavenly commission to follow Him, to love each other, and then to go and show love to those who don't yet know Him. So I'm gonna ask a few questions and give everyone here the opportunity to respond. If you're sitting here and you're thinking, I've never made the decision to love and follow Jesus as my Lord and Saviour, I'm gonna invite you in a moment to raise your hands and we can start that journey for you. If you are sitting here and thinking, oh man, I just need the power of Christ to love those around me more deeply, I'm gonna give you the opportunity for me to pray with you. And then finally, if you're sitting here and thinking, yep, I'm feeling pretty at home here, part of the fam, but I wanna, I want a new level of empowerment from the Holy Spirit to go and love those in my community, those who don't yet know Him. I want you to invite you to come as well for prayer. So first of all, if that's you this morning that you've never made the decision to give your life to Jesus and to follow Him. With every eyes closed, I just want you to invite you to raise your hand in this space. No one's looking around. It's just an opportunity between you and Jesus. Anyone at all? Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you love us. And then if one of those other two things apply to you, either a heart and a desire to love each other as Christ loved you or to go and show love to those who don't yet know Him. I wanna invite you to raise your hand and I'll pray with you. It won't invite you out the front, although you're welcome to come and join me later. But just here in this space, yeah, I see that hand, so good. See that hand, thank you, Jesus. Yes, I see that hand. Thank you, Lord. Yes, I see that hand. Thank you, God. This is not something that we do in our natural strength, but by the strength of the Holy Spirit of Jesus who loved us first. So Heavenly Father, in this place, I just thank You so much for every person sitting here. Lord God, I thank You for those people who raise their hands, expressing a deeper heart to know You more and to grow in love for one another. God, I pray that a supernatural sense a supernatural ability to expand hearts. God, to see needs, to meet needs, to have increased patience, love, joy, hope, kindness, protection. God, I just pray that as we're sitting here in this moment, Lord, You will do what only You can do. Speak to hearts inspire us, encourage us. Amen. Amen. 
Why don't we give the Lord a clap offering? I love this. It changes my heart, gives me a lift. But like I said, it's such a privilege to come and share what's on my heart. And I really hope and pray that from this message, something has shifted or awoken something in you. And I really do want to invite anyone who would like to come and receive prayer that I've got nothing special other than the Holy Spirit. So that's just an opportunity. So if you, you, during this song, welcome to come down the front or afterwards. But let's all stand, finish off worshipping through song.